The Hoosiers are back in NCAA tournament action tonight, and man, that sounds so, so sweet. Coming up against a Wyoming team that I'm sure many of you, like myself, know not a lot about, so we brought in an expert on the Cowboys to preview this game on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, March 15th, and the Hoosiers have a NCAA tournament game tonight. Obviously, I'm sure you guys know this is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, previews, recaps, everything you guys could need. Thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We premiere the episodes over there daily at 7 a.m. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Uh, this episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. As I'll kind of explain here in a second, I had made a lot of contingencies for um, uh, potential opponents for the Hoosiers to play. Uh, I thought I was prepared. The Locked On Network's really big. And then the Hoosiers were drawn against Wyoming, and I was scrambling on Sunday to try to find somebody to come on the pod to preview a team that I knew very little about. So fortunately, we have somebody on, uh, Andrew, here in just a minute. Uh, We'll throw to that conversation I had with him. Before we do that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Without further ado, let's toss this one over to our conversation with Andrew. And as promised, we are now joined by Andrew Bangeter of MWC Wire. Look, when I had a lot of contingency plans in place to... Uh, bring on guests to talk about uh, whoever I use opponent was going to be. Uh, the Locked On Network's a really big one. I was hoping it would be somebody within that. I did not have any plans for Wyoming. I immediately uh, tried to to reach out, find some people. MWC Wire was one of the very first uh, sites I was directed to, and Andrew was very gracious on very last-minute notice to join us today. So, Andrew, man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hoosiers are back in the tournament, and I cannot be upset about that. Even if uh, there was some anger, maybe a little bit about being in the playing game, um, I, I, I can kind of start on that note. Looking at this Wyoming team, what was just kind of the feeling for this team on Selection Sunday? Was it? It seemed like it was very much up in the air whether they'd be in the tournament. Yeah, for sure. So a couple of weeks ago, it looked like Wyoming was pretty locked in to as high as even a six seed. Um, they were projected in some bracketologist brackets. But the past couple of weeks, uh, they hit a couple roadblocks and uh, lost a couple games. And it was very much up in the air. And especially when Richmond uh, knocked off Davidson in the Atlantic, uh, I think it's the A-10 conference. Yep. Uh, they, uh, when Richmond won, 
definitely looks like Wyoming may have uh, lost their chance, but you know the committee obviously deliberated on it, and uh, Wyoming was the second to last team in, according yeah. to the selection committee. Yeah, we were both programs are right there on the edge. Uh, just kind of on that note, it, it looking at Wyoming's schedule, looking at your Twitter account, uh, back on February thirteenth, Wyoming was. Are the best team in the conference, arguably. And that kind of falls in line with just looking at their schedule. What happened over those last two, three weeks, I guess even a month almost at this point, to where they they fell to almost not making the tournament? Uh, well, there's a couple things. As, as a fan uh, and having followed the team for years and years and years, part of it is the, the opponents and the locations. For example, Wyoming lost to New lost to New Mexico and I think over the past 20 years Wyoming is like 1 in 19 in New Mexico. Wow. Um and then uh lost to UNLV in Las Vegas and until last week Wyoming had not beaten UNLV in Las Vegas since 2003. So lots of like superstitious things I guess but I think if you talk to most of the people around the program, um, a lot of it had probably had to do with fatigue. Um, Mm -hmm. They had several stretches where they played five to six games in a 12-day stretch. I think they did that two or three times this year. And when you're doing that, it definitely wears on the body. So I think part of it was fatigue, part of it uh, maybe past demons, but – you know, they they won the games they needed to win. Um, they lost some games they probably shouldn't have lost, but most teams tend to do that every once in a while. Yeah, they won basically exactly as many games as they needed to win uh, to make the tournament. Um, was the, the expectation for this team this season to be a tournament team? Um, if you talk to people around the program, I would say yes. If you talk to people, um, like the media surrounding the Mountain West Conference, Wyoming was picked to finish eighth in the conference. Wow. And, uh, they, until the last week of the season could have won first. They, Mm -hmm. they were tied for first going into the last week of the season. And then, uh, obviously they lost to, San Diego State and then UNLV. So that kind of took them out of first. But I I think the Cowboys definitely surprised a lot of people with the games that they did win, their ability to win close games, uh, the fact that they they weren't just blown being blown by by the other teams in the conference. So I mean, speaking of the conference, Mountain West this year has four teams make the tournament. Seems like a a pretty up year for the conference. Was that kind of the sense of the conference this year? And I guess oh, how much absolutely. Does, yeah, how much does that uh, help Wyoming now entering the tournament? Oh, I think it's I think it's tremendous. So this year with four teams in, it's the Mountain West most teams in since 2013, when the Mountain West had five teams in the conference. Um, I think if you look at Ken Palm, the Mountain West had seven teams in the top eight, I think some teams in the top 80 um, at the end of the season. 
So, I mean, the, the Mountain West is no slouch, and I, it's telling when the Mountain West has the most bids out of all the West Coast conferences, including the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga, including the Pac-12. Mountain West had the most teams making the, into the tournament. Wow. And I- going off the second part of your question, where the or how that affects Wyoming, I mean – you look at Wyoming's strength of schedule and where the conference has been that much stronger this year. Um, Wyoming has uh, four Q1 wins, which I haven't fact-checked this, but I saw someone say that that's more than every team in the ACC except for Duke. Yeah, that, that, I would believe it with the state of the ACC this year. So, yeah, that that's... Mountain West is very up this year. I did not realize they even had more than the the Pac-12 as well. So, well, let's dive into this um, this Wyoming team a little more deeper. Man, I love March Madness, and I love doing these brackets, especially now that I use back in them. But I can't remember the last time I actually went deeper, even won money. Hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em contests. Stat Heroes NCAA single game Pick'em pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads or long odds or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. They simply just post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose stat hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix this is what daily fantasy is really meant to be sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on use promo code locked on for a 100 deposit match that's stathero.com slash locked on use that promo code locked on for double your money a 100 instant match terms and conditions apply Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown that went live on the podcast feed and YouTube channel uh, yesterday, March 14th. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling gave you guys in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. There's still time. Go listen to that and see what they have to say before filling out your brackets. Now let's toss it back to our conversation with Andrew. I've seen some stats uh, come about and just starting offensively with this team. um, It's a very unique offense in 2022. Uh, It is not your modern uh, offense. This, from what I've gathered, is a a pretty post-heavy offense. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, Very old-school post-up offense. Um, the Cowboys spend a lot of time operating out of the post. Um, I was trying to find the exact number, but um, it there was a stat. I'll try to find it here in a second. But there was a stat that was about how much um, Wyoming posts up. And yeah, I, w- I want to say it's something like 39% of the time they're of their possessions, they are posting up at some point during the possession. 
And I, a lot of that comes to their point guard play because Wyoming doesn't have the traditional point guard. Uh, you know, you have Hunter Maldonado, who is a six foot seven point guard, who instead of operating at the top of the key, he likes to operate out of the post. Yeah. So the I found the exact stat. Wyoming. It says Wyoming has a player with 592 total post up scoring possessions this season. The next highest guy is somebody that Indiana fans are going to be familiar with. It's Kofi Coburn. He has 211. So it's well <laughs> over twice as many. You're closing in on three times as many post-up possessions as Kofi Coburn, who the Hoosiers just saw in the Big Ten tournament. I, is that is that Maldonado that plays out of the post? I, I, I really don't know a, a lot about this this Wyoming team. Yeah, so it's primarily two players. It's Hunter Maldonado and Graham E.K. Um, Maldonado, get, as of later in the season, gets all the has gotten all the accolades. He uh, was named first team All Mountain West. But Graham E.K. is no slouch himself. He uh, was second team All Mountain West, and for probably three quarters of the season, he was one of the front runners to be the conference player of the year. Uh, the, those two themselves are the ones who primarily post up and obviously they have a lot of success with it because those two are the highest scoring duo like team is pair of teammates in the country oh wow i didn't really yeah 38 points per game so yeah it's i i knew that they did a bulk of the scoring but i'm fascinated by just how they how they play it's going to be interesting cuz um, Maldonado kind of on paper as a six, seven, uh, player is, uh, the size of a player that's given IU problems at times, but is he, I mean, is he kind of someone that operates almost exclusively out of the post then? At almost, almost exclusively. Uh, he can shoot the three. He doesn't tend to take the three very often. Um, he, he, but he definitely can shoot the three, but he's most comfortable operating out of the post. Uh, prior to when Wyoming coach Jeff Linder came in, he had operated more as a power forward, point forward. So he'd bring the ball up as a power forward. That's that is interesting. It makes for some interesting matchups, I'm sure, throughout the year, and it makes for a, a bit of a, a headache trying to figure out how you match up against him if you're the Hoosiers. Looking at Graham E.K., who I presume is going to be matched up with Trace Jackson Davis uh, tonight, um, who I guess what's just kind of the scouting report on him? Is is he uh, kind of just the big-bodied guy that, that kind of bangs in the post as well? Uh, I guess you could say that. Um, he's he's about the same size um, at six foot nine. But he's kind of a freak of nature and has a he has a seven foot five wingspan. Oh my! So he he's a big guy and he's deceivingly big. And the thing that kind of helps him is when he has the ball in his hand. Um, once he picks up the ball, he has moves almost like that remind me of Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, he can he can shake his defender. The other thing that's kind of different about EK is he's left-handed. So most people aren't used to guarding someone who's left-handed. And that 
in itself provides a lot of mismatches and different angles to guard. Uh, fortunately for IU, probably unfortunately for Wyoming, our best player is to also left-handed. So, uh, and I assume it's going to be Trace that will see some minute or most of the minutes on him um, tonight. You've mentioned a couple times a three-point shooting. That was one of the things that stuck out to me is that uh, on Ken Palm, um, Wyoming is 218th in the country in three-point shooting. And it doesn't seem necessarily that it's a, a huge part of the offense. Is that, I mean, how often are they are they shooting from range? Uh, I would say definitely not as often as they post up. But the Cowboys can live and die by the three as much as any other team. A uh, good example is earlier this year, the Cowboys broke the NCAA record for single-game three-pointers made. They made 28 in the game earlier yeah. this year. And uh, Drake Jeffries, number zero for Wyoming, he operates almost exclusively beyond the arc. And he is, I want to say, in the top 20 in the country in three-point percentage. So he he gets the ball um, generally off a pass, and a lot of times it's going in. Yeah, it looks like he is 40% on the year. I was looking at that game they, against Hastings. Uh, they attempted attempted 54 three-pointers, which is staggering. <laughs> I don't – there might not be three, four-game stretches where IU attempted – uh, 54 three-pointers um, this season, especially once they got into conference play. I'm trying to look real quick. Um, f- over the last five games, IU is right around 54 three-pointers attempted. So that is – that's a staggering number for me. But that's interesting because the Hoosiers early in the season had a lot of success defending the three-point line. Uh, once conference play came around, um, it went down a little bit, but still they're an above-average team defending the three-point line, so that's going to be interesting to watch. We've talked about um, the the big guns. You mentioned Jeffries as well. Are there any other players to watch out for on Wyoming? Uh, yeah. I mean, all the starters are kind of have their flashes. One stat for you is uh, – Jeremiah Odin, whenever he scores 10 or more points, the Cowboys are, I think it is 16 and 1 if he scores 10 or more points. Uh, The only game that they lost that he scored more than 10 points was against UNLV. Um, But if Jeremiah Odin is on, it's very telling of how the Cowboys themselves are doing. Uh, he's, he's kind of another one of those, he, he's a quiet defender a lot of the time, but he, he has these moments of freakish athleticism that make you wonder where the heck did that come from? Mm. Uh, another player is probably Xavier Ducell. Um, he's, he's another one where he can, if he's on, he can put up points in a hurry, uh, in, the Wyoming's last game of the regular season, he put up 17 points in the first eight minutes of the game. Oh, wow. So he can put up points in a hurry as well. And he's another one like Jeffries that he is more of a three-point shooter than player on the basket player. 
so it seems like maybe streaky is a, a good word to describe this this Wyoming offense at times, at least in terms of the shooting? I, I would definitely say as far as the three-point shooting, um, they're generally not as streaky from the uh, from around the basket, from the paint. They're more consistent. But from the three-point line, they're definitely a streaky team. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see um, how this Indiana team uh, defends because Indiana was seventh in the country in two-point percentage. Trace Jackson Davis is uh, jumped defensively. We've talked about all season. Race Thompson as well. It's going to be interesting to see how they match up with guys and, and how that it seems like it's going to be a little bit of strength versus strength. So it'll be interesting to see how those two sides kind of battle out. March Madness is here officially today. We are there. That means you need to start. You you don't need to start. Your brackets need to be done. And if you're running uh, your bracket pool anywhere this year, make sure it's at runyourpool.com. Uh, don't go with the usual. Go with the best. We've done our homework, and Run Your Pool is where we're going. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick'em. Uh, they have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like we said, we're running our brackets over there. There's no truer test. If you guys want a shot at a cash prize up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're over there, create your own pool for your friends, for your family, for your work. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That's all one word, just pure madness. All the rules and details will be available there. But that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you guys over there. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. If you guys are going to be doing betting like I certainly will be, let's make sure we head on over and do it at betonline.net. They're the number one source for all your betting needs and info. Uh, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts and news this season as i record this the night before the game 24 hours before the game the hoosiers are going to go into this one as four point favorites i like that line um i this iu team is playing really well i like that line i might take the hoosiers minus four myself it's not just basketball though bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. When you go to the other side of the court, I want to talk uh, defense here. Wyoming um, ranks kind of middle of the pack, just looking at Ken Palm um, defensively. Uh, I say middle of the pack. They're they're still a good team. Middle of the pack, maybe in terms of conf or uh, NCAA tournament teams. I guess what's the strengths of this team defensively? Um, statistically, Wyoming's a good 
team at defending the three-point shot. Um, teams tend to not be able to make as much threes. I don't necessarily know if it's because of the defensive scheme or the Cowboys just tend to run players off of the three-point line. But teams tend to not make as many threes against Wyoming. If you look at their last five games, that's uh, that may not be the case because definitely as a fan, it seemed like every game there were there were players who would just start pulling up and couldn't miss a shot. doesn't matter how how well they're guarded. And when that happens, you just kind of tip your hat. But throughout the year, one of the strengths of this team has definitely been three-point defense. Um, they may not have, like, the, the steals and the blocks to go with it, but they are no slouches on defense. That was the other thing that kind of jumped out looking at this team is that they are 316th in defensive turnover percentage um, out of 354, 58 teams. They're, they're very, very close to the bottom, and they are almost the very bottom in steal percentage. Um, and then block percentage are 325th. Is that um, – I, I guess that's more a product of the scheme that they're not really going to gamble for plays like that? Uh, I would I would guess so. Um, I I tend to get frustrated because a lot of I grew up watching both Wyoming basketball and uh, North Carolina basketball, and like watching North Carolina, North Carolina lives and dies. At least when they were under Roy Williams, they would live and die on the fast break. And Wyoming is definitely not that team, so they they tend to play close defense, but not. I guess not as aggressive going for steals and blocks. If the opportunities are there, by all means, they, they'll go for it. But the I, I don't know necessarily if it's the scheme or just not what they go for. They, I think they take more pride in making you miss your shots or making you run down the shot clock and force turnovers that way. Yeah, it, it's just really – Interesting. Earlier in the season, the Hoosiers definitely struggled with turnovers. It's something that they have very much gotten under control. But to see a, a Wyoming team that um, just doesn't create many turnovers, um, it, to me, it, it looks like something that would be scheme-wise, but it'll be interesting to watch tonight. One of the big matchups is going to be how um, how the, the Cowboys defend Trace Jackson Davis. We mentioned his aim. I assume EK will probably get the uh, matchup on that end as well. I guess um, how good defensively is this team defending post players and I guess specifically EK as well? Uh, I feel like they, uh, they're they pretty average, I would say, defending post players. Maybe not the greatest team at it, but when they need to lock someone down, they – tend to lock someone down. It helps that most of Wyoming starters are over five or yeah, over five foot, over six foot five. So in general, they're a taller team, um, but it helps where you have Graham Ike, who's six foot nine or Jeremiah Odin, who's six foot eight. They both guard your big men. Um, Hunter Thompson comes off the bench, and he is a very good defender of 
big men. So it, it'll probably be a def- defense by committee. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys throw in some zone to help take away the pick and roll. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it'll definitely be a task to, to uh, shut down the Hoosiers offense. Yeah, and that was going to be the last point was just uh, pick and roll has become such a big part of this Hoosier offense, especially through the Big Ten tournament. Um, we've seen teams throw zone at them to try to take away some of that. You just mentioned it. Do Does Wyoming play much zone? Is that something you could see them doing on on Tuesday? Um, I they, they don't pull it out a lot. They do on occasion. They primarily do play man-to-man. Um, but – Sometimes to just throw off the offense and the offense is clicking, they'll throw a zone out um, to give a different look. And I wouldn't be surprised if to uh, to stop the pick and roll if they pull it out, maybe not every possession, but pull it out to give some different looks to slow the Hoosiers down. It's going to be a, a fascinating matchup to watch. I definitely have learned a ton uh about wyoming during this more than i ever could have trying to cram um articles and whatnot so for that alone i want to thank you i'll I'll put you on the spot a bit here uh and you can feel free to predict an iu loss but what is your uh, prediction for the game tonight i think uh if the game goes to 70 points or higher uh by either team well I'll actually I'll put it this way: If Wyoming scores seventy points, Wyoming will win because they'll. It means their offense is clicking and they're. Uh, they tend to be more efficient, um, so I I would guess seventy seven seventy five Wyoming. It's going to be a close one. Uh, that I feel very confident saying. Ken Palm has it as a one point game with IU having just a 54% win probability. Um, I'm excited. The Hoosiers are in the tournament. Wyoming uh, sneaks into the tournament as well. It's going to be a fun one. Um, Andrew, again, thank you a ton for jumping on last minute and doing this. You you helped us out a ton. Uh, I would say best of luck, but that would mean the Hoosiers losing. So um, I hope it's a good game. And uh, again, thanks a ton for doing this. Absolutely, man. I, I mean, I'll say good luck. I don't want anybody to necessarily have a bad game. Uh, exciting games are what make March fun. So hopefully the I'll, game's exciting on both sides. Yeah, I'll take a – let's have a shootout in 85-83 game or something. Let's get real wild and, and have a lot of fun tonight and really uh, set the tone for this tournament. Absolutely. Thanks again to Andrew. I can't say that enough. I messaged them that MD, or MWC wire – Late on Sunday, uh, we were we were exchanging messages late Sunday. He didn't even get back to me until Monday morning, and we're recording this Monday evening. So I can't thank him enough for providing a ton of insight that I honestly would not have had uh, without him. So huge shout-out to him. Uh, huge shout-out to M- MWC Wire, um, who cover the Mountain West. Big thanks to those guys and for everyone for helping us out there. We're going to be back tomorrow recapping whatever happens uh tonight's game hopefully it's a victory hopefully we're diving in to start talking about saint mary's but regardless of what happens we'll be here tomorrow to talk about the hoosiers 
Now, for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to show. Uh, make sure you follow the pod or follow us on Twitter. We're going to do a halftime spaces tonight. I'll tweet that out, but we'll be doing one at halftime. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave a rating and review. It's it's short, it's easy, and it helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, I want you all to have a great, great Tuesday. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.